everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Multiverse Fancast. You are here now for our Marvel vs. DC Battle Royale. As always, I'm Mags, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. You ready for this? Oh, yes, I am. Are you? It's been a long time coming. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, pretty excited. We'll have our opinion of a winner between the two. Yeah, we have a lot of different categories. We have a lot of different opinions, too. We're going to stay pretty neutral, but... Yes. Uh, we are going to pick what we feel is superior in each of these categories. Yes. Uh, do you have the list of categories that we want to go through? Yes. So this is going to be a two-parter with parts inside each part. That sounds uncomfortable. Yes. So the first part is our non-cinematic um, battle royale, which basically is just TV, animation, and like Netflix, and some of the movies that might not be current with the current timelines for each uh, property. So non-cinematic universe first, and then yes. cinematic universe at the second part. Yes. Okay. Just so we have sure. a winner for one, a winner for both, and maybe an overall winner in terms of just quality in, in general. Terms of quality. Yeah. Well, then we win because we're the most quality podcast you're ever going to listen to. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. So where are we starting? Um. So we're going to start, and we're going to talk about what exactly we looked at for each one. Okay. Um, like what movies we looked at for non-cinematic, um, what TV shows, what animation series, and Netflix stuff. So just so you guys know what our criteria was, because I'm sure we're going to start listing things, and there's going to be somebody that's like, hey, they didn't mention this movie or this TV show. Yeah. We could have listed every single superhero property in the last 40-plus <laughs> years. But we would have been here for 12 hours. That would have been a very long podcast. Yes. So what we did was we picked our favorites. Yep. And we picked our not so favorites, <laughs> our favorite bad ones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so, fair. And we tried to keep it pretty neutral, um, pretty even. There's going to be some duds on the Marvel side, some yep. duds on the DC side, but uh, the first part's all non-cinematic universe. Yes. So for those of you guys who are unclear, that means none of the current Marvel movies yep. that are all in a shared universe. Yep. And none of the current DC movies that are in a shared yes. universe. So if they have an overarching story, they're not part of this. Yeah. But oh. we are still including like. The Nolan trilogy. Yes. and Because uh, that's completely different than, you know, Batman versus Superman. It's a different... It's not a shared, shared. universe. Yes. Um, so some of the DC films that we're going to be discussing mm -hmm. is we have the original Superman from 1978. Um, then we have the Superman film series 2, 3, and 4. Mm -hmm. um, the Batman film series from 89 to 97. Um, we're going to talk about Steel. Yep. Catwoman, Constantine, the Batman Nolan verse, Watchmen, and Green Lantern. Um, so we're starting we're starting strong and ending not so not strong. so strong <laughs> with DC. So I don't know about you, but the '78 Superman is the first superhero movie I ever saw. Yes, like I remember having it on VHS. Yep, and watching it just over and over and over again. Yeah, um, obviously. It created the superhero movie. Yes. It, it really kind of set the, the template, template yep. for uh, future movies to follow. Um, any any thoughts on uh, Christopher Reeves as Superman? I miss him. I do, too. He was, um, he was pretty iconic. I think, I mean, he was like the first one um, that we saw, and it's kind of weird not seeing him. Yeah, I remember um, one of my favorite stories about him yeah. was when he came out in the Superman suit, everybody just kind of stopped. Yeah. Because he was just personified the character yeah. so much. It was literally taken from the comics, he looked like. And the best thing about the original Superman movie was that 
it showed you don't need heavy action no. to make a superhero movie. No. I mean, the, the tagline was, you'll believe a man can fly. Yeah. I remember as a kid. Seeing so, liars? No. <laughs> so occasionally. But I remember as a kid, um, I still thought the first 30 minutes was boring. Yeah. And once he became Superman, I got really into it as a kid. But like even now, I'll watch it and I'm like, when does he start flying again? Yeah, right. I just forget. But, we um, want more flying. More flying, yes. <laughs> Less talking. Less talking, more flying. But uh, And then we have the sequels. Yes. Which started off super strong with Superman 2. Yep. And we still got the iconic Neil before Zod and all yes. that. So like it, le- it led to a lot of good. Yeah. But then we get Superman 3 and 4. Yeah, and it kind of goes downhill. With Richard Pryor. Yeah. Fake Kryptonite. Yep. Nuclear um, Man. Yeah, that kind of just goes to show that, you know, sequels aren't always the best way to go. And then it also shows what happens when the directors and the studio and the producers start to get into disagreements about the quality or yes. the story they want to put out. Yeah, um, they didn't really like each other. Yeah, let's, let's leave it at that, maybe. Superman Sur- 2 is <laughs> famous for it. Yes. Uh, and they even released the Richard Donner cut yeah. like decades later. Yes. But uh, what film series we're going to next? Uh, the Batman film series. We're going to stay kind of chronological logical order. Yeah, that was a tough word to say. That right was there. a really tough <laughs> word for you to say there. Yeah, but we're talking about the 1989 to the 1997 film series for Batman. So that's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. The best Batman movie ever. All right, no, in all honesty, <laughs> though, what is your favorite of those four movies? Oh, man. um, You could definitely take out Batman and Robin. 100%. Um, Forever? I will agree with that. Batman yeah. Forever is actually my favorite. Yeah. Um, I like the introduction of Robin. Yes. I liked how you actually saw Bruce Wayne like throwing fists. Yeah. I thought that made a big because in the in the Burton Batmans, it always felt like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne and Michael Keaton's Batman were two, two si- almost like two different actors. Yes. Which was good. Yeah. But also, I, I like to see the kind of. But they're they're basically the same person. Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's open to debate. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here for another six hours if we try and debate. I mean, I mean overall. I think I like the Tim Burton movies better then, as a whole than then, the other ones. Oh, yeah, than like um, the Schumacher yes. adventures. Yeah. Um, but Forever, out of those four, is number one for me. The only time Batman and Robin's a good time is if you make it into a drinking game. Yes. And you take a drink for every ice pun. Yes. Cool and, party. Yeah, cool party. <laughs> You'll be on the floor by halfway through. First five minutes. First five minutes. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? Yes. The Ice Age. Yeah. And ironically, this movie almost killed superhero movies in general. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately. Speaking of movies that killed the superhero genre, what are our next two again? Uh, Steel and Catwoman. Steel and Catwoman. So, um, Steel was, what, yeah, I think it was actually the same year as Batman and Robin. Yes. 97. And starring Shaquille O'Neal as John Henry Irons. He should have just stuck to Shazam. Shazam! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, Shaq really tried that acting career, and then yeah. he, tried, he tried video games. Shaq yep. Fu, but um, Shazam! He should have Shazam. He should have just quit after Shazam. Yeah, and and Grown Ups too. I liked him in that. Though. Yes, That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. But um, small doses, small doses, and just proof that some things just shouldn't happen. Yeah, unfortunately, cool concept. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like, steals a Superman character. Yeah, like, I I feel like they kind of just. Threw that in there just to be like, hey, we miss Superman. Yeah. Um, let's get something close to that. Because unfortunately, during that time, it was the death of Superman arc and all the new Superman were, yeah. were popping up. And he was one of the more popular ones. Yes. And then we have the travesty of Catwoman. Um, 
See, this is where we disagree. Oh, dear God. Yes. Was it a bad movie? 100%. Yes. Could I watch it? Yes. Why can you watch it? Halle Berry. It's overtime. <laughs> Only reason I could watch it. She won an the Academy. The talent was really good. Didn't she win an Academy Award like the same year? Yeah. And she accepted her Razzie. Like, yeah. In like this heartfelt, tearful speech about how proud she was. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know who was sitting in a boardroom going, you know what we should do? Take one of the most popular Batman villainous love interest characters. Yeah. And do this. Yes. Watch this. Gonna, Watch us ruin it. We're going to put her in this leather bikini, which obviously Ronnie does not mind. I don't either. I, I don't either. All right. Don't give me that look. <laughs> but, um, and then take away everything and give her supernatural cat powers. Yeah. With super bad effects. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Nah. No matter how good the talent is, you can never beat a bad script or bad effects. No, not at all. All right. So we're jumping next to Constantine. Which one? The Keanu Reeves yes. Constantine. Um, Obviously, we're talking about films, so. Yeah. Well, still, you never know. <laughs> but uh, starring Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Weiss? Weiss. Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Um, that's one of those movies where if it if you didn't know it was a comic book movie, you wouldn't know it was a comic book movie. Yes. But, you know, again, it's it's another example of not having a cinematic universe to jump into. So yeah. it felt very disconnected. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the, the Keanu Constantine? Uh, I mean... If that was the only Constantine we've ever seen or saw, mm -hmm. I'd be okay with that. Okay. But we got Matt Ryan, and it's kind of like... It's hard oh, to watch it now, yeah. Oh, come on. Why couldn't you have done this Constantine with that movie? Yeah, unfortunately, they needed star power, and you know that was post-Matrix Keanu Reeves. Yep. So he had the, he had the clout for it. Yes. Um, cool concepts. Yeah. Uh, good effects. The visuals were really cool in that, like how... The angels and demons, you could see only certain people could see them, and they'd have like a, the wings would appear, or yeah. the faces would kind of melt away. So that, that was always cool. Yeah. But now we are going to talk about where are we going next? Watchmen. We're going to Watchmen next? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, Spice boy. things up on you. Oh, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> going out of order. Don't do this to me. Uh, only by one. I'm just flip flopping two things. That's all. We put this in just for you, Rob, just so you know, for yes. Watchmen. We actually thought about it for a little while. Yes. All right, so Watchmen is the perfect example of being too faithful to the source material. Yes. Um, and also the first real showing of Zack Snyder's abilities, style, <laughs> style over <laughs> substance. Yeah. I'm one of those people that really like Watchmen, and whenever oh, it's yes. on, I can, I can put it on, even though it's like a three-and-a-half-hour movie, especially yeah. like the director's cut is super long. But uh, it has the best opening to any superhero movie mm -hmm. with uh, the times are changing and the monologue and the mon oh, and the montage of all the uh, uh, superheroes doing their fight scenes. I don't best opening. I don't know. Really? Think of one that, that argues it really quick. Batman for Superman. OK, that's a good one. <laughs> Deadpool. Uh, Batman for Superman. The only way it would be the best opening is if they took out the death of the Waynes. Well, yeah. Yeah, they had just done the I scene just of the, meant the whole. Yeah, yeah. Battle yeah, Metropolis Dad, and Gotham City. A good, Deadpool's Deadpool. a good one. Yep. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Guardians of the Galaxy made me cry when it opened. Yeah, that was yeah, a, that was a, a that was a rough one. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the Batman Nolan verse. Your that's like my, in, that, in your that's top me. five. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, Dark Knight. It is probably Knight. top five superhero movies. I, I Easily. won't even argue it. I mean. Even if you're not a superhero fan or superhero movie fan, you have to love that movie if you've seen it. Yeah, I mean, like, 
the the Nolan verse in general. I mean, it revitalized Batman, yep. made him a, a relatable character. Yes, you know, as much as we love the Burton Batman, you never saw his his journey, his growth. Yeah, um, like you just suddenly he's just Batman. Mm-hmm. But this one, you actually get to kind of see young Bruce Wayne, like teenage Teench. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then um, the actual progression into Batman. Yes, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, the casting was perfection. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree with me with uh, Best Batman. He's the best Batman we've We seen. need to see more of Batfleck before we can make a decision. But At- as of right now, as of the time of this recording, Hands in March down. of 2017. <laughs> Hands down. Yes, I'll give Hands you that down. One. Not, I mean, I don't want to say it's not even that close, but I don't want to be like too bashing on the other Batman we've had. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's this is a positive podcast. Yes, but uh, kind uh, of most of the time. About pros and cons. Pros and cons, <laughs> but uh, and then we have uh, like the only things that I didn't like. Speaking of cons, were um, there was a lack of superhero element to the Nolan verse. Yeah, it felt real, which was cool, but at the same time, it's Batman. He's not supposed to be real. He's supposed yeah. to be a, a guy that can defeat gods. Yes, um, and that's why I like Ben Affleck a little bit more because he defeated Superman. I didn't say that, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> he could but yeah. and also i hate retiring storylines for superheroes you, batman can never stop being batman okay. that's the point yes i i agree with that but saying retiring you can't retire superhero stories you can mm. just not with your iconic people batman superman you know captain america well there's been you know. four captain america or three yeah. captain america but you know what i mean like but, so but i mean you've had cyborg superman we don't talk about Cyborg <laughs> Superman. All right, so let, let's move on to the last one on this list. Yes. Um, uh, my favorite character, but worst betrayal did not do ever. it justice at all. Huh. Um, justice. Yeah. Get, did you get that? I like did. Justice League, because we're oh, talking about Green Lantern, the Ryan Reynolds. The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. A movie that had everything going for it. You had Ryan Reynolds in it. You had I Ryan mean, Reynolds. You couldn't have gone wrong, and yet you still went wrong. And you well, had Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Mark Strong was a great Sinestro. Oh, yeah. um, the problem with Green Lantern was, A, the effects were horrendous. Yes. Obviously, they tried to do a stylistic approach. Yeah. It wasn't like a lack of budget or a lack of... It was more just aesthetic choices. Yes. The costume alone. Don't make the super suit green. Or animated. animated. Yes. But, um, yeah, really sad how that movie just didn't pan out because there was so much... There was a lot of good in it. They yeah. just had too many villains. The love story was... The only thing I really liked about their love story was wh- how quick she was like, wait, Hal, is that you? I've, s- I've seen you naked. I know, you think yeah, I don't right? recognize you without your cheekbones because of the really bad CGI <laughs> mask? Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, like the little things in that made it fun. Yeah. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, all right, I can, I can dig it. But then I marinated on it. And I was like, that's a really bad movie. Yeah, un- unfortunately. Um, so that pretty much does it for our DC films. Um, now we're going to look at some Marvel films that we looked at for this part one of our Royale. Starting off with the Blade series. Yes. Um, Are you going to list them all first again? Or you... Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have the Blade series. Then we have X-Men, X2, and Last Stand. Did you just say X-Men series? Yeah. yeah. And then we have the <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series. <sighs> Daredevil Electra. And then we have our Fantastic Four. We have the one from 2005, Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then the most current one. Unfortunately, and four stick. Yep. Um. Then we have 
the X-Men Origins, First Class, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past. Basically Apocalypse. part two. Yeah. And then we also have Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. And then we're finishing strong. With Ryan Reynolds again. With Ryan Reynolds. Yep. We had Deadpool. To rede- we had to redeem Ryan. Yeah. All right. So the Blade series. Yes. 1, 2, and Trinity. Yes. Another perfect example of when to quit when you're ahead. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Blade as a kid, and I couldn't watch it the first time. Like, oh, I was, it's I was crazy. The opening scene, everybody gets covered in yeah. blood. Like, scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Blade series is kind of what I, w- I would say started the R-rated superhero comic it, book thing. But it, it just made it, sh- it. It just made it so people saw it worked. Yes. And it was possible. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was successful enough to get two sequels. Yeah. And you know, it, it even changed the character in the comics. Like yes. originally, he was just a normal dude. Yeah. And now they made him like the half vampire Thing. hybrid sort of yeah. guy. Um, Wesley Snipes, can't yeah, go wrong. Nah. Perfect casting. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, again, another chance that they had, and Ryan Reynolds ruined it with Blade Trinity. Yeah. 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 Poor Ryan Reynolds. He has got no luck. He's got 9,000 superhero movies, but only one good one. Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on. <laughs> so do you want to just talk about the X-Men series as a whole? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. The, uh, the, m- the most confusing storyline and timelines. I'm going to make a diagram one of these days. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's very to hang For it up. every single Marvel thing, because Marvel seems to be all over the place. Just X-Men. Just as much as DC. A little bit. But, um, <laughs> so, X-Men really started the modern superhero movie craze. Yes. They hired a bunch of B-list actors, and they made a movie that fans went to go see, and yes. the audiences were like, oh my god, th- this is a pretty good superhero movie. Yep. And it's because of the original X-Men that suddenly all these superhero properties got bought up. Yes. And that's why... Um, Marvel had to sell everything, and that's why X Men has its own universe. Spider Man had his own universe. Now he's in this one, yeah. and then Fantastic you know, Four, and Vice, yeah, and yeah. Daredevil, and all that. But now Daredevil's back with Marvel. Thank God. Yes. But um, <laughs> it's funny because it started the modern movie superhero movie craze, but then it almost ended it with the Last Stand. Yeah. Because the director decided, bye, I'm <laughs> gonna go do Superman Returns. Yeah. Right. Notice how we didn't talk about that on our list. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um, you know, we we look at some of the other movies in the series, and it's proof that reboots can work. Definitely. You know, yep. fir- First Class was fantastic. Yes. And then Days of Future Past, where they were like, no, we're not rebooting anything. It's like, like right at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's alive still. Yeah. Basically, five of our movies didn't happen. <laughs> and now we have alternate timelines. Yeah. Where we see Apocalypse. Deadpool said it best. Yes. McAvoy or Stewart, these timelines are so, so confusing. <laughs> But, um, you know, they, they created a great uh, cast of characters. Yes. And then even with two separate actors now playing some of the characters. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and don't forget, for all these movies and TV shows that we talk about, you can always listen to our previous episodes about them where we yes. go into, like, huge detail. Yeah. You know, we're just kind of breezing through, just hitting some major points. Yeah, just initial too thoughts. Too detail. Um, the one thing with uh, at least the most current – thing is the way they uh portrayed deadpool yeah that was that was interesting yeah again not ryan reynolds fault huge fan backlash for x-men origins yes. depiction to the point where ryan reynolds even though he'll never admit it he leaked the test footage of what he wanted deadpool to be yes and it blew up the internet and then suddenly we have one of the most successful r-rated movies of all time yes and one of the most successful comic book movies of all time oh yeah so it's just you know, it, it goes to show that if, uh, if somebody in the filming process, like the actor or the director, is super passionate and they yeah. know the character, 
sometimes you got to just let them do their thing. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, studio and yeah. creative direction don't always go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. I know your favorite Spider-Man ever. No, my favorite <laughs> is Andrew Garfield, and I will argue it. All right? I know. Um, but, yeah, so we have Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. And, yeah, that's it because it wasn't that amazing. Right, so, uh-huh. uh. <laughs> out of the original trilogy, which one is your favorite? I want to say two. Everybody says two. I'm, I'm a big fan of number one. Yeah. yeah number one was always kind of my preferred For one. me, it goes two, one, three. Three is definitely two, three. Two, one. The popcorn on the floor, <laughs> the garbage in the trash, then Spider-Man. The 3. gum under the sea. Yeah, <laughs> then Spider-Man three somewhere after that. But uh, um, Daredevil before th- no, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. But uh, Tobey Maguire, he was likable as Spider-Man. He he definitely had the the nerdy quality of Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, they played it safe with the character though. Mm-hmm. They kept a lot of his his funny lines out of it. Yeah. They gave him organic webs instead of web shooters, shooters. because they didn't think it was feasible that a high school kid. Who looks like he's thirty? Would yeah, be able to do that, that. That was the only challenge with it. Is he does not look the part. No, I mean he got jacked. So oh like he yeah, in great shape and all that. But um, yeah, he looks like he was getting ready to file his taxes yeah. and get married to Mary Jane after he stalked her relentlessly. Yeah. So you know, let's stay with Spider Man. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but since we're on the topic of Spider Man, let's talk about your favorite, the Amazing Spider Man. Yes, I thoroughly love the Amazing Spider Man movies. Yes. Um, I understand that they are flawed, 100%. Uh, oh, yeah. But for me, a good superhero movie is about the character much yeah. more than the story necessarily. Yes. Because I'm, I'm a kid. You know, if you read a comic book, comic books make no sense half the time. No. They just tried to go big or go home. Yeah. But um, I thought Andrew Garfield nailed the role, mm-hmm. and him and Emma Stone had such great chemistry together. The problem with the Amazing Spider-Man movies are, A— Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, <laughs> if they had just taken out the scene where he's talking to himself in his apartment— Yeah. It probably would have made his character a lot. I think even Kevin Feige suggested that in that Sony email. Leak. Yeah. Like, he was like, it makes him seem more crazy, less yes. sympathetic. And the scripts. Yeah. Um, the problem with the Amazing Spider-Man movies are, A, they tried to put too much into it. Yeah. And, B, they tried to make things too different. Yeah. And then, C, they were trying to make this huge universe in basically uh, one movie, in the second movie. Yeah. Um, we're going to make a Sinister Six at the end, <laughs> in the last 13 seconds of the movie. Yeah, right. And probably cut out one of the best fight scenes you'll ever see, Spider-Man vs. Rhino. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks. Thanks, studio. Yeah. Just what we wanted. You know, there's only one common denominator when it comes to Marvel, unfortunately, is studio. Yeah. Um, the studio, at least currently, no. In this current timeline, the studio is working well. But... Back in the day with all the movies we're talking about now, the common denominator is the studio's fault, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, and you would think they're the ones that would want it to be a success and get it right, but they No, they, ju- didn't they just think to. about the dollars, what, yeah. would, what would sell the most tickets. But um, speaking of terrible movies, what do you want to jump into next? Let's go back to back because they go hand in hand, Daredevil and Elektra. Oh, ben Affleck, Jennifer Gardner. Daredevil is actually, for me, a more enjoyable movie than it is for most. Yeah. Like, there, okay. there are certain scenes that I, I can watch and enjoy. Yeah. Um, it goes from really good fight, fight choreography to really bad. The playground scene is probably one of the worst superhero scenes of all time. Yes. Like, I'm going to beat up this blind guy mm-hmm. after he grabs my hand. Yeah. 
then we're gonna have this super weirdly choreographed wire fight. So I I've seen this movie two to three times. Okay. I can't remember any of it. That's how bad it is. Like I remember some parts and everything, but it, it wasn't it's just sure. a very forgettable movie. It wasn't sure what it wanted to be. Did yeah. it want to be serious superhero movie or campy superhero movie? Yeah. Like Bullseye is the definition of campy supervillain. Yes. Like I liked him. Yeah. And you know when he when he kills Electra, spoiler alert <laughs> there. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Like it was brutal. But then he gets all goofy. Yes. Speaking of Electra, that was a movie that did not need to happen. That. No one wanted to happen except for the studio. Yeah, and it it was so different. Yeah. Then I hate when they do a sequel that feels like it doesn't belong in the same storyline, like all the magic and the hands and all yeah. that weird stuff. Yeah, it was it was strange. Um, we hated it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hating. Oh boy, here it goes. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. We're gonna talk about Fantastic Four. However. The hate really only goes towards one movie. All right, let, let's the, let's preface this by saying people did not like the first two. Yes, they made money. Yeah, because people went to go see them, but people didn't like them. And then the reboot came out, and everybody's like, hey, "You know what? The first two aren't that bad." Which I disagree with, because I really enjoyed the first two. Oh, I wasn't sure where you were yeah, going no, no, with that. Oh no, 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 no. Oh yeah, I love the first two. The first two I really like. Um, the first one from two thousand five is my favorite. Fantastic Four movie. Really? The first one? Yes. I, I'm actually a big Silver Surfer yes. fan. I, I, I liked Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's just, we've never seen them before. Really? I mean, back in the day, there was some Fantastic Four, but for our current generation, we didn't know Fantastic Four until this, and it was very well done visually. Oh, yeah. Um, it was great. Well, it, we I liked how they used practical effects for most of it instead of an over-reliance on CG. Like, yeah. the thing in Fanforstic, that's what they called yeah. the 2015 one, was all CGI and just didn't Fan look... Fanforstink. Fanforstink. That's pretty good. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> like, he was computer-generated. It yeah. didn't look real. It wasn't, you know... I didn't like it. Yeah. But I liked seeing a guy in a suit. Yes. I think that there's always, some, there's always something a little bit more magical about it. I mean, just look at Star Wars by itself. Yeah. Um, and Chris Evans. Yes. Your boy. So. Go ahead. We, we ended week last time for DC with Ryan Reynolds. However, when it comes to Marvel, we finished strong with Ryan Reynolds. Um, Deadpool. So we're, this is basically what set up Logan to be R-rated. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for the success of Deadpool, you know, we definitely would have um, not have seen an R-rated Logan. It is by far one of the most well-received superhero movie, mm. um, and it made a crap ton of money. Oh, yeah. I mean... Captain Deadpool. Right? That movie is so memorable. Oh, 100%. I mean, not just like the lines, but even the character itself. Yeah. Um, no one really knew who Deadpool was until we saw him in the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. and then that kind of sparked interest from people. The, the comic book fans knew who he yes. was. Um, so I was really happy when this came out. And, I mean, to this day, I mean, it's only been, what, a year? But still, to this day, yeah, just about. I could watch this movie every day and not get sick of it. Um, I agree. By, to me, out of the movies that aren't in the current timeline, this is the best one ever. 
for Marvel. Oh, Deadpool? Yes. Oh, I can go with that. Yeah. All right, so those are our movie choices. We picked some good ones. We picked a couple of really not-so-good ones. Yes. So if we had to pick the standalone Marvel and DC movies, yes. which ones were better? DC. I will agree DC also. Um, I mean, to me, if you look at what we talked about for Marvel with the non-current timeline stuff, yeah, um, really you just have Deadpool. X-Men. And then not every single X-Men one, but a majority of them were big standouts. Um, but then you have DC. That has three from the Dark Knight trilogy. The Nolanverse, the, the Burtonverse, the yes. Superman uh, Donnerverse. Yep. I mean, y- list goes on and on for DC. Yeah, DC yeah. definitely, before cinematic universes were a thing, DC yes. was more on top of it. Yeah. So we're jumping into some television? Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to do, uh, television's going to be going over also animation and the Netflix stuff in one. Um, Netflix for DC, not Netflix for Marvel. Because yes. the Marvel Netflix stuff is part of their continuity. Yes. All right. Kind so, of. Yeah. L- yeah. Kind of. <laughs> All right. So I think we're talking DC TV first. Yes. All right. So starting with your favorite show yes. all time to the point where I bolded it on our notes. Yes. It's the only thing bold on the entire section of notes. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about is constant. No. <laughs> no. Well, that's it. Yeah. But, but no, it's Smallville. Um, yeah. So that does it for Smallville. We're going to be moving. I hate up. you so much. <laughs> so I watch Smallville every episode Twice. live. <laughs> no, well, probably, but it's one of the few shows where I own the entire DVD set for it, yeah. and just, I grew up watching it. It was on for 10 years, because the CW doesn't cancel nothing. No. Supernatural's going on, like, what, 13 next year? Yes, next year will be 13. Yes, Thank so God. Excited. Thank Chuck. Yes. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Who is God? So, Smallville, A, it brought superhero shows back into center stage, and yes. it also, it kind of showed the CW that there was success in superhero media. Yeah. If Smallville hadn't been successful, I don't think we'd have the current Arrowverse where we have. Yes. that Yeah, I can agree with that. It definitely it started the CW's trend of superhero television. It did. Um, however, it's very different than the current Arrowverse. Yeah. Because I, I think Arrow, at first, they wanted to do a spinoff of the Green Arrow from Smallville. Yeah. And then they wanted to do – Smallville was originally a young Batman series. Yes. That's what they wanted to do. And then they decided to do Clark Kent because Batman Begins was starting in production, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So if, you know, Justin Hartley was Green Arrow on um, Smallville, and yeah. then he even expressed interest in being uh, Oliver Queen in this spinoff, yeah. but they wanted to go a, a separate, darker way. and <laughs> Which worked out very well for them. A hundred percent. Yeah. And speaking of which, what's our other big topic for DCTV? Constantine. Well, Constantine is part of now something slightly bigger. The Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. Um, I mean, Arrow. What can we say that's not good about it? I don't know. We talk every week about it. I know. So you guys know our thoughts on the Arrowverse um, from all our other episodes. But Arrow is what started it all. Arrow is responsible um, for the current uh, influx of superhero, superhero television. Yes. Um, I mean, to be honest with you. Not just CW, though, because if it wasn't for Arrow, I don't think we would have the success of other superhero TV shows oh, on other networks. Yeah, I agree. Including the Marvel products. Yeah, it, show, it showed that you know superhero TV could really work. Yes. 
But just so everybody's clear, when we say Arrowverse, we're including Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and Constantine. Yes. All included. Yeah. Um, any other? I mean, we we talk about the Arrowverse weekly, so yeah. if you guys really want to hear our thoughts on it, just listen to our normal, yeah. regularly scheduled, quote-unquote, yeah. <laughs> podcast. Uh, the one other DC TV show we have live that, action. that's live action is Gotham. I know you don't watch it. I tried. Um, you tried one episode. I tried half the first season. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, let me say this. Season two is a lot better. Um, I agree. Season one has some challenges. Every season one has challenges. Yes. Um, but season two is definitely a lot better. Um, the reason I like this show so much is um, the portrayal of characters in it. So we see like a really young Bruce Wayne in this. Um, and the kid that plays him does a very great job. Now... We see him with Alfred, who can kick some butt. He's not literally like a butler. He's more like a butler slash bodyguard for him. So in the show, we see him kicking butt, and he's the one that kind of trains Bruce Wayne at a young age to fight. He teaches him how to box and everything. So we do see Bruce Wayne actually fighting sometimes, and he holds his own. Um, some other great character portrayals we have in this is Selena Kyle um, and Jerome, who's playing the Joker. Is he actually the Joker? They don't call him the Joker. But Watch out, Jerome's coming. <laughs> but he is the Joker. Like, he's got the laugh down. He's, let me tell you, in, the, in this, he's got that men- Joker mentality. He got his face sliced off. Are you spoiling this? Yeah. People, uh, this this is old news for people that watch Gotham. All right, all right, all right, all right. So he gets his face cut off because someone's going around parading as him. Oh boy! They use it as a mask. He gets it back, and he puts it back on his face by stapling it to his head. Wow! Like that that is something the Joker would do. He did. In the, well, yeah. In the new fifties, yeah, he did. So I don't know. I, I just think Goth- Gotham has gotten a lot better. All right, so we're gonna wrap up DC TV with just one animated show because. If we talked about DC Animation, we'd be here four days. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Young Justice really quick. Oh, love it. Young Justice was so popular that it got canceled, and just from Netflix alone, they decided to revitalize it. Yes. What does that say about DC fans or comic book fans? We have a lot of pull. Yeah. And um, also, the reason it got canceled was because of toy sales. Yes. Which is it, ridiculous. Young Justice didn't cater to kids. It catered to teenagers, teenagers and adults. That don't buy toys and figurines and yeah yeah most yeah don't. i mean i i only have a lot but most of those are due to loot great My, mine Shout are still out. in the box <laughs> oh mine are too no like in their original packaging well that that's what this is it's like loot crate specific oh, okay. figurines oh, and oh, it's in their yeah, own box too. but except for the batman keychain i got from one of them <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's all we'll say about young justice because we still have to do an actual episode on young yes. justice but um we're gonna talk for the marvel tv the problem with talking about Marvel TV is a lot of it's in their current Conti- continuity. Yes. So what we're going to talk about, just really quick, are some of their more prominent animated shows. Yeah, from back in the day. Yeah. Um, so X-Men, the original X-Men with like the catchiest theme song of yeah. all time, it introduced uh, a new generation to X-Men, their 90s costumes, yeah. which made it into Apocalypse, which was awesome. Yes. Um, Jubilee, who suddenly became one of the most popular characters of all time. And it really it revitalized the X-Men for a new generation and then uh that also led to 
the animated Spider-Man show, yes. which they actually crossed over once. They did a two-part crossover. Yeah. It was so much fun. And um, one of my personal favorites, uh, The Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. Again, another show with one of the catchiest theme songs you'll ever hear. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, but one of the best spider theme songs ever is from the Simpsons movies. Oh, Spider-Pig. 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 Spider-Pig is pretty good. <laughs> but the reason I brought up The Spectacular Spider-Man is it's another example of when the fans really disagreed with the, the creative process. Yes. Spectacular Spider-Man got two seasons, and it was loved by the fans. I was a big fan. I, I watched it every week. Um, then they decided to not only cancel it, but create a new one called The Ultimate Spider-Man, which was, in my opinion, just terrible. Like, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't even watch it. I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. And I know I believe I, I tried watching that, not going to lie on yeah. it. And I think I watched maybe two, three tops, and I was just, I can't. Well, the, the biggest controversy came with, in the midst of all this, they did um, an Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes episode yeah. with, with Spider-Man in it. Yeah. And the guy who played Spider-Man in Spectacular Spider-Man, I think his name's Josh Keaton. He recorded the entire episode. Yeah. But because they got Drake Bell to do Ultimate, they cut him out and yep. redid all the lines. And the thing, and you can tell that it's a different Spider-Man. Like yes. It's, it's much more in vain with the character than Ultimate Spider-Man ever was. Yes. But Josh Keaton got the final laugh on them because he did a cameo in Young Justice yeah. as a bad guy called The Spider. Yes. And it was really entertaining. Because I remember watching it going, is that Josh Keaton? Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, so yeah, so when it comes to part one, non-cinematic TV animation, um, it, unfortunately we do have to give it to DC just yeah. cause they're just because every other show that is out there for Marvel, that's either TV, Netflix, whatever it may be, is in continuity with the current cinematic, um, cinematic universe. universe. Um, so th- in other words, that means part one of the battle royale goes to. DC? DC. If we had just said Batman the Animated Series for television, we probably would have won for DC. Either that or even just Young Justice. Oh, yeah. Um, Justice League. We, yeah. we took out a lot because DC's always been really good with their television and animation. And the biggest thing ever, Flashpoint Paradox. I know that's your favorite. Yes. That is your um, favorite. So now we're going to go into part two, the big breakdown, the cinematic battle royale. All right. So we did it in a couple of different categories. We did it in the storyline, the yep. character portrayal, the effects, the universe, the superhero-ness, and what we want more of. Yes. So, so what we want more of doesn't really factor into our scoring. Yeah, it's just um, our personal it, wish. Yes. Um, so starting off, when we talk about storyline, so we're talking about movie storyline and the fact that it kind of incorporates into TV with it also. Just for Marvel. Yes, just for <laughs> Marvel. Cause just Marvel. But see... That, that's what I like about DC. That is it, separate? That it, Yes. The TV and the movie is it, separate. It gives them the freedom to, to play around. Yes. Um, and take some creative liberties. Yeah. All right. So for the cinematic universes, the storyline, our argument was a gradual buildup build up versus a larger movie buildup. Yes. So with the MCU, they took their time. Yes. They started with Iron Man and a little, little tiny avengers not at the end yes and then suddenly we had hulk iron man 2 thor Thor. cap and then finally they brought it all together for avengers yes avengers and it Uh, cuts (laughs) they better say it in infinity wars i'm gonna be so upset uh would it be better 
is if they go at the end of one movie, they go Avengers, and then the next movie starts with Assemble. No, it'd be better if like at the end of the movie, Avengers disassemble. No, that's not the line. <laughs> well, because because Infinity War is supposed to be two parts. No, not anymore. It was supposed to be. Now I think they're doing two separate. And was it gonna be a six-hour movie? I don't know. But we'll, we'll double check that yeah. one for you. But guys. I'm just saying, if, if it's a two-parter, that's what they should do. They should say, you know, Avengers, cut it. And part two starts with assemble. I'd be really upset, actually. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's why I would say do it. <laughs> All right. So then we have the DC universe, which was let's put everything into Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad and see what happens. Yes. Um, to be honest, it worked, though. To, to certain degrees. Yeah. Um, it could have been done a lot better and had more of a buildup. But... Like I said, with the storyline with Marvel is I just don't like how the TV is connected with it. Because like we said, you can't separate things. Like if you look at DC, we had two dead shots. Oh, yeah. Right? Both were really done well. So that's the only issue, quote unquote, that with the, with yeah. the whole storyline and all build up with it. Yeah. Being it all connected is you can't. The directors of the shows can't take their own little twists and liberties on certain characters. They has to stay true to the movies, such as the movies have to stay true to the TV shows. And it's no secret that Marvel is known for being pretty strict. Yes. Like, they are taskmasters. There have yeah. been directors that walk away from projects because they can't handle yes. it. Uh, Joss Whedon, he doesn't want to do any more superhero movies. Yeah. Um, Edgar Wright left Ant-Man because of it. Yeah. Like, it, it was a big issue. But um, we're going to have to give a point to either Marvel or DC. Marvel. Marvel's going to get the point yeah. for that one. Oh, definitely Marvel will. Because um, like I said, the only issue that I have with it is the fact that the TVs have to follow the movies. But other than that, like I did like how it built up instead mm-hmm. of just going, here we have this. Okay, that's done. Here we have this. Okay, that's done. Like they only put in like three movies in continuity for DC. Yeah, it's like three movies at a time, and then that's you can definitely on. tell DC's really trying to play uh, play catch up. They'll play coy about it. They'll be like, "No, we just want we want to service the fans." Yes. No, you're trying to catch up to Marvel. We all know. Just you know, let's all just move on from it. But uh, then we have our next category, which I think is going to be a, an interesting one: character portrayals. Yeah, this is a tough one. Not gonna lie. Um, who wore it better? I did. No. Oh darn. Um. So. What we looked at is the look of the characters and the overall characterization of the character in the movies and even the TV show f- for um, Marvel. Yes. Um, so, such as, let's start with uh, the TV portion. TV, Netflix version for Marvel um, with looks. Um, Daredevil? Daredevil he looked fantastic. Yes. The only exception would be when he first gets the costume, the helmet was a little weird. Yeah. But they figured that out really quickly, yeah. and they, they actually broke it. Yes. <laughs> and got him a new one. Um, one other thing. I know it's he doesn't have his own TV show, but he will. The Punisher. The Punisher, yes. When they finally put him in the suit at the end. Yes. It was awesome. Um, I mean, even when he wasn't in the suit, he looked the part. Oh, yeah. And also, like, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, there were nods and homages to their costumes. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage doesn't really necessarily have 
so much of a costume like you see with hey that bright yellow shirt yeah. and the, the tiara looking thing yeah but you know what i mean like compared to you know daredevil and all oh, these yeah, other characters they're it's, definitely not as it's very simple um so it's kind of hard to mess that up which i like how they don't put these characters in costume until the very end of their season it gives you something to look for yes and also, it made uh, cosplay really easy with Daredevil's first costume. Yes. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it for TV because, I mean, there were there are two other TV shows Marvel does have. Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But as far as superhero costuming and, yeah. like, obviously they have characters, but most of them are original characters. Yes. Um, just in And Agents they're agents and they don't wear costumes. Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. has been doing it, and they did Ghost Rider this yes. past season, which was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Especially on a television budget. They, they've been able to do some good stuff on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in mm-hmm. terms of character. Yeah, I can't really speak so much for those two shows because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I only watched like season one and not in an, its entirety. Yeah, that's another one of those shows that I, I think I even considered giving up on it at first. But then when uh, Winter Soldier happens, then suddenly the show got so much better. Yeah, that's what, that's what I heard. I'm definitely going to try getting back into that, but. If you, do that, now, if you do that, I'll watch Gotham. Yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. You heard it, folks. You heard it. I that said means it. we're going to be having I a Gotham uh, podcast one day. Oh, dear God. <laughs> That'll be one of our season podcasts like oh, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the season, like, Definitely. The, like what we do for the Netflix shows. Yes. All right. And then uh, characterization for Marvel. Yes. Um, I can't argue it. It's perfect. Yes and no. Name one character that they didn't nail. <sighs> Let's see. You can't say Edward Norton's Hulk because he got fired. So? Okay, that's fair. That's right. Um, So, what an argument. I have heard backlash about Bucky. Really? Yes. In terms of? Um, Just not being so much like the character. Mm. Um, I I don't know. Like I said, that's what I've heard. I don't know how or what that means, but that is one thing I have heard. Um, do you have a source for that? No, no source. Just no. But I mean, the internet back machine. when it first came out, you know. Yeah, I could. Well, I could see it. Like but, uh, recently, like in Civil War, he was great. Oh, I love Civil War. Yes, Civil War is in my top five. Um, I have a very long top five. I have like seven movies in my top five. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you not? Do you not know what top five means? Common Core math. Oh, fair enough. America. But uh, let's talk the DC side then. We have the look of the characters. Say what you will about the DC Cinematic Universe, but their characters look fantastic. I agree that Superman needs a little a little brightness to him. Yeah. But, he, but, you know, Suicide Squad, the characters were fantastic. You could talk about Harley Quinn all day. <laughs> and all night. But anyway. Um, all day, every day. All day, every day. And then we have, you know, Batman looks perfect. And... All these actors get huge for these roles. Yeah. Like, Chris Evans is, is jacked for Captain oh, America, yeah. but he's the only one that really sticks out half the time. Yeah. The Thor. Mean, oh, yeah, Thor. He got a haircut. Yeah. For the new one. I'm excited. I don't know why. Kind of. Kind of. But, um, yeah, when Henry Cavill walks like into frame, you're like, that's Superman. Yeah. 100%. I mean, even Ben Affleck. Oh, he nailed ben, it. I mean, we see, like, a workout montage. Darren, yeah, Batman, and nothing like it. How do how do you go fight Superman? I work out first. Yeah, right. Like freaking man crush right there. I know a little bit, but um, are we gonna 
How are we going to side with... Oh, wait, we got to talk about the characterization. Yes. That's the one thing where DC kind of lacks a little bit. Unfortunately. Just with Superman. Yes. Um, it, it, it is very unfortunate. We don't want a mopey Superman. Yeah. Um, and also, there's not so much that many character arcs as uh, oh, no. our buddy Rob pointed out to us um, that uh, the characters in DC are just too static. Um, they don't change from the beginning of the film to the end or even from film to film. Um, and he he puts in about, you know, he goes, show me a five-second clip of Superman, and I couldn't tell you from where in the two films he was taken. Well, that's just not paying attention, Rob. <laughs> no, I shouldn't be mean. He can't. He's not here to defend yeah. himself. No, but, I mean, it makes sense. At least with um, Marvel movies, there is a character arc in... Oh, yeah, 100%. For, especially when you have your, um, like, Avenger movies where we do have multiple characters. Majority of them do have a character arc in them during the movie. So I think we're going to go for the Marvel side and character portrayals also. Yes. All right, so Marvel Cinematic Universe, two up. Yes. We have five categories, so it's yep. best, best out of five. All right, effects. DC, we're done. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna extrapolate on that a little bit, but um, the problem is Marvel started off very modest. Yes. Like um, the Iron Man suit looked great, but then you watch Incredible Hulk, and it and it, it's Wait, hard. It, it's hard to watch. You know, yeah. the, the CG characters with the yeah. the actual people. It wasn't really till Avengers that they threw their effects around a lot. I mean, yeah. Thor, Thor had effects. But um, I you know they just they don't hold up as well I guess. No. But um, I will argue that the effects in the final fight of Man of Steel versus him versus Zod were amazing, incredible. Yes. Like say what you will about the wanton destruction of Metropolis. We yeah. Will, we'll argue it. Yep. We know. But the <laughs> when they were filming it, they literally said they're like these are two gods fighting. Yes. It should look like two gods are fighting. Yeah. You know, the sonic booms that they hit each other, the Smallville fight, you know, mm -hmm. even though it was too short, the Batman and Superman actual fight. Yes. I mean, it looks fantastic. And if, the thing I love most about Zack Snyder's directing is he'll go from a CG character, like 100% computer generated, and in one sh one take, yeah, he'll switch back to a normal person so flawlessly that sometimes you can't tell. Yes. And it's awesome. You know, um, it's just weird that... Marvel doesn't know how to visually shoot a film compared to DC. In terms of aesthetics. Yes. Yeah, in terms of just how cool it looks. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only iconic scene from a Marvel movie I can think of off the top of my head is Cap and Iron Man when they're facing each other and he yes. does the shield against the revulsor blast. Yeah. I mean, because when we talk about effects too, um, even like when it comes to certain sound effects, you know, oh, yeah. with DC, you it actually sounds more realistic than some of the Marvel sounds we do here. I can give you that. Yeah, but also like even like the subtle things, like when Superman uses heat vision, the uh, the red veins that appear on his face. Yeah. When Zod uses heat vision, it was like wild right. and and super yeah. powerful, not focused. Like the little the little nods. Yeah. But um. So I think in terms of effects, that's going to be our first DC point? Yes. All right, so DC is going to take the effects and the visuals yeah. aspect. All right, here's here's where it's going to get 
a little intense. Yes. <laughs> the universe. Now, I, you and I discussed this off air. Yeah. Because this was the one that we thought was going to have the most backlash. Not backlash, just um, the most conversation. Yeah. So we already gave Marvel their storytelling point. Yeah. For um, having a a progressive slow build up. Yeah. DC was like, here's our universe. Yeah. No intros needed. No. Um, and the, also with Marvel is the fact that they only have one singular universe and everyone is in it. Mm-hmm. At least with DC, we do get introduced to magic. Um, metahumans. Metahumans. They use metahuman as a word. You know, because uh, Mar- uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can't say mutant. Yeah, because of because Fox owns uh, the X Men. Yeah, so and yeah. literally, it's mutant powers that they have. They don't go on into magic until really Apocalypse. I mean, that had taste of magic, but not like he was still a mutant. Yeah, but here here's the thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Avengers. They specifically say that the reason that they're creating the Avengers is because there are more and more people with abilities appearing. Yeah. It didn't feel like that. No. Uh, like, not at all. I, we don't know what they're talking about because we didn't see any. And then they start using this phrase, enhanced, not until Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. It's like, make up your mind. Do you guys want to be a bigger universe or a smaller universe? And if you're going to be bigger, you have to show us. Yeah. So, that's that was my problem with Marvel. And then suddenly they're like, no, there's no such thing as magic for 18 yeah. movies. And then suddenly in Doctor Strange, they're like, yeah, there is. What are you talking about? Yeah. Even Thor's like, oh, so this is a real thing? Yeah. So I think that Marvel played it really safe with how big they wanted to go. And then, like, in Avengers, it literally felt like only five people in the world had superpowers. Yeah. But then you get to Batman versus Superman. Not even Man of Steel. I'm, I'm going to disregard Man of Steel because it just yep. really introduced Kryptonians. Batman versus Superman established a Batman with... 20 years yeah. of experience. We know he has a dead Robin. We know he has a rogues gallery of villains. Yep. And, it, you know, obviously Superman's just starting out and then yep. dies. Yeah. But, but we do get Wonder Woman. We do get clips of Flash. Lex Luthor. Um, Cyborg. Argus. Aquaman. Yeah. Like, I mean, the list goes on. Like, just in Batman versus Superman, we have, like, 12 different characters yeah. in there. Um. And even look at Suicide Squad, too. Oh, Suicide Squad. Because they even pointed out, they're like, the metahumans are yeah. like, are appearing more and more. And it feels like it, too. Like, to the point where the Flash is just some red streak that knocked me out. Yeah. I mean, because with Marvel, you have... Car- uh, not until Civil War, like you said, there was only, like, four or five superheroes. Yeah. Um, When we talk about this current timeline stuff. Obviously, you have a lot with X Men, but that's not in the MCU. So, yeah, I mean that that's the only thing DC has, at least, is using a bigger universe than Marvel is. Oh, one hundred percent, and less movies. Yes. So we're gonna give universe to DC. DC. So right now we're totally tied. Yes. And then our last category is superhero ness. Hashtag superhero-ness. Yeah. Um, explain that for the folks, please. Which movies feel like superhero movies? If you were a kid and you watched this movie, which ones personified 
what you want in a superhero movie. Yeah. This could be a tough one. Because there are certain things in a superhero movie that I, I think it should have. And some Marvel has, some DC has, some neither have. Yeah. So if you were to say, I want to go see a superhero movie, what does it need to have? It needs to have a recognizable superhero. It needs to have visuals that go along with the character. It needs to have a character arc. Um, this, this is going to sound weird, but good music. Oh, agreed. Um, I mean, not getting ahead of ourselves, but look at Batman vs. Superman. I mean, the Wonder Woman theme song. Oh, it's still one of the best theme I mean, songs come ever. Come on. Um, and then portraying the character how it's supposed to be. Because, you know, the comics came out first. So if my character is... It doesn't have to be exactly like the comic book character, but it has to be very similar to that. Yeah, some, with some creative. Yeah, creative I, I'm okay with you tweaking little things here or there as long as it's not major things. Um, so that's kind of my criteria for that. What would be yours? If I'm going to see a, super, a superhero movie, A, it has to be a superhero like that you can tell is a superhero just by looking at them. Yeah. Like you have to look at them and see the costume, the look, the feel, just the, the way they present themselves. They have to have a good character arc. Yep. The visuals have to be to a certain level. If I have a character with super strength, I want to see good super, super strength. strength. Yes. And there are little things. Like I want to see – I like secret identities. I'm a yeah. big fan of it. Um. Being able to see whoever it is as a certain yeah, but then character. on that on the flip side of that is when I see a superhero movie, I want to see a movie about the superhero. Okay. I didn't, yep. That was my biggest problem with Spider Man Two. It, it was wasn't a, a Spider Man movie. Parker. It was a Peter Parker yes. movie. I don't need a Peter Parker movie. No. I want a Spider Man movie. Yeah. And that's one of the draws of man or the the downfalls of Man of Steel. It's not it's not a movie about Superman. It's about Clark, Clark Kent, Kent becoming Superman. Yes, I agree. So. I'm going to cast my vote for superhero-ness. Okay. I'm going to give it to Marvel. Okay. The only thing I don't like about Marvel superhero movies, well, there's two things. One, they follow the same formula. Yes. They figured out what works. Good for them. But Doctor Strange is Magic Iron Man. Yes. Ant-Man is Tiny Iron Man. And also, I don't like the lack of secret identities. Okay. Now, the only thing with... Marvel being, they do the same exact thing for every single movie. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a downfall. The only time they don't do it is when it's a sequel to one of their standalone movies. Yes. But, I mean, if you look at Iron Man, then you look at Hulk, then you look at Thor, then you look at, you know, the first Captain America movie, it's literally the same movie, but with a different character. Oh, 100%. That's the only bad thing about it. To be honest with you, that's, you know, we got too many origin stories, as Rob put us in an email that I agree with. Um, he says one of the cons is, you know, the cookie cutter films and the contribution to superhero fatigue. He says there are too many origin stories and so many of them are the same. Reluctant hero unexpectedly gets powers followed by training montage. Hero wields that them awkwardly and fails to an extent yeah um like i said it's the same exact thing like it, it's hard when 
you see the same movie over and over again, but with a different character. Even with Doctor Strange, we got the same thing. He gets this accident. He goes to get healed and creates a superpower. He goes in and gets his chakras shocked. <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my chakras are killing me today. And you see his struggle, just like with every other superhero movie with Marvel. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Um, but where are you going to give your point? That's the question. This is a tough one. I'm going to go with DC. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. You just had to throw me off, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, just because if, if you look at the characters we have, it it makes more sense, to be honest with you, to go with DC. Now, if you look at the points we've had, visual effects, DC got it. Music, DC got it. Right? Yeah, I agree. But anyway, keep going. Um, it's just on all the subcategories for superhero-ness, it, um, DC edges out by one point when it comes to superhero-ness for me. Okay. I can I can understand that. Yeah. So since Ronnie decided he wanted to tie it, I didn't tie it. They, because you and I now each gave half a point to Marvel and DC. Yes. So now it's totally tied. Yeah. So here's how we'll do the tiebreaker. We did get some feedback from some of the listeners. Yes. And I will kind of go through one of them, and then Ronnie's going to go through Rob's awesome detailed response. Because what was I thinking? Telling yes. him to send us the longest thing ever. All right. So this one comes in from one of our listeners. His name's Anthony Zuzalo. I've known him for years and years. We actually did Taekwondo together. And his vote goes for Marvel as the better movie universe. They plan out all the little story details and phases. At least half the Marvel stories were great. Caps, you know, Captain America, Hulk. And the super, first Superman, in his opinion, was mad. The second one was awful. But Wonder Woman looks pretty good. And then the biggest problem is that they all have the same arc, which we definitely touch base on. Yeah. He also says both universes are about even and have a tendency to cast based on what the script is going for rather than their truest interpretation of the character. There are some perfect picks like Iron Man, Superman, and Thor. Some fun but not perfect choices, Star-Lord, Wonder Woman, Captain America. They didn't fit the uh, traditional look of the character. Yeah. And some awful ones, Lois Lane, Bucky, the ancient one. <laughs> Rough. All right, no complaints on special effects for either team, uh, but he is definitely the one who says that Marvel has more of a side. He does say it's about equal, but um, his his casting is definitely more towards the Marvel side. So that's yeah. a, a Marvel point. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go through Rob's lengthy yes. email, which we are going to paraphrase. We love you, Rob. Sorry. Yes. Um, so he's he broke it down into Marvel pros, then Marvel cons, and then the same thing for DC. Um, some Marvel pros he has is Marvel gives a larger cookie cutter to the directors than DC, um, which makes sense. Um, in here, he talks about how the directors are allowed a greater amount of rain with the cookie cutter at Marvel than we do have with DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also talks about the characterization in Marvel. Say Marvel creates characters that we care about and can empathize with. DC creates a gallery of unlovable jerks. Um, uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but he's not right. Um, then he also talks about multiple focused end games. Each phase of the MCU is working towards an end game. Um, he just, you know, there's been different phases for Marvel. 
Yeah. And each phase kind of ends and doesn't leave any questions. Um, Except for where Thanos is. Yes. Another point pro for him is Stan Lee. <laughs> says, for better or worse, he's the guy we all look for and cheer when he pops up. He was not in Logan. Yes. That was actually upsetting. That was the director's call. But also, he's been dealing with a lot of health issues. Yeah. He's he's in his 90s. Yeah. Um, and he talks about, you know, for DC, it's just every superhero has a different writer for the most part, you know? Yeah. Um, so he gives credits to Stan Lee for the Marvel side. And the last pro he has is they never take themselves too seriously. It says Deadpool alone proves this, even though not technically MCU. However, characters crack jokes, are laughed at, and kid with each other. Hmm. Uh, DC tried this in Suicide Squad, but the jokes seemed forced as if the result of public opinion surveys. Easy, Rob. Yeah. Um, Easy, Rob. Like you said, Deadpool is not part of the MCU. Um, but can you say they don't take themselves too seriously? They make jokes, but that's Marvel, you know? Yeah. Marvel in the oh, comics doesn't funnier. even, you know? It's like the light version of superheroes and DC is the dark version. Um, some Marvel cons. He only has one surprise, surprise, Rob, um, <laughs> which I, which I mentioned before about too many origin stories and how they're all the same for every single movie we saw. Yeah. Um, DC pros, better visual aesthetics. Um, he talks about how the films are shot on 35 millimeter, unlike Marvel's digitals. Um, and thus gives deeper hues and richer textures um talks about how television hands down is arrow um the arrow verse versus you know the netflix marvel because let's admit it daredevil is really good oh the marvel netflix stuff is fantastic yeah, but jessica jones was eh luke cage was pretty good but i mean yes. no- nothing stands up to arrow flash legends oh 100% um, it's funny too because most people give all the critical praise to Jessica Jones. Yes. You and I are sitting here going, Daredevil's the best. Yes. Daredevil, Daredevil definitely is better. Um, I can see what they're talking about with Jessica oh, yeah, Jones, 100%. though. Um, Jessica Jones is more like a psychological thriller movie yeah. that I'm watching. Um, while Daredevil seems like a superhero mm-hmm. um, movie, basically. Um, he talks about how DC has the better music um, and how it's more iconic. Um, and when you hear certain things, you can point out, oh, that's for Superman. Oh, that's for Batman. Um, that's and, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, we were just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, while Marvel, name a theme song. Sing a theme song for a Marvel character in the MCU. Right? Can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he also talks about uh, built-in name rec- recognition. Uh, we don't need an intro for any, so for any of the characters, really. Um, hence the lack for origin stories, because um, we all know every single big DC superhero out there. But they still had to show Bruce Wayne's parents die. Yes, that's only in one movie though. Um, and how they own everything. Yes. This is a big thing for me. Oh, hundred um, percent. DC can do whatever they want. They can put the Condiment King in the Lego Batman movie. Exactly. You know. Um, and then he says better source materials. DC Comics far outweigh Marvel in terms of great stories from which to draw. Stories like The Death of Superman, Red Sun, Killing Joke, Year One, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Night of the Owls, The Long Halloween. Marvel has a few. They have Man Without Fear, Death of Captain America, but nothing 
as important as any of the DC or as big as DC ones. Now, here comes his DC cons. Why are there so many DC cons and only one Marvel con, Rob? Yeah, we have one Marvel con, which from Rob, but as we discussed earlier, there's a lot more than just one. Um, He talks about the Snyder effect, which I don't really understand. Um, Because he talks about the Snyder effect. Giving Zack Snyder the reins to launch the DCEU was a huge mistake. His Watchmen was too loyal to the source material and thus was uninteresting and lacked style in his signature. Um, he says, you know, he's got that visual flair to him. That's really good. Um, another thing he talks about is lack of character arcs. Um, the last of the lack of trust in their director's visions, um, talks about David Ayer and suicide squad, where they should just trust what he was doing instead of getting involved. Yeah. Um, where I'm kind of like, where was this for Marvel? I mean, in Marvel, you yeah, you know what I mean. Marvel, they don't do that. Not as much. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that was a, that was their probably their biggest one. That name, man. Yeah. Um. Then he also talks about uh, casting. Not the best track record. Marvel doesn't have the regrettable track record that DC does. Jared Leto, Jesse Eisenberg, Gal Gadot, to some extent, he says, um, she lacks the burly Amazonian feel that Linda Carter had. Um, the worst that MCU came up with was Terrence Howard. Uh, I can't, I'll right. have to think about that. This is my thing with the casting. Jared Leto, he, people didn't like Jared Leto because he wasn't the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's the thing. There's 7 billion different types of Joker. Oh, yeah. So, I wasn't sure with the follow-up. Joker they're going with, he portrayed it very well. The problem is, it isn't the the casting per se; it's how the characters are written. Yes, um, I, I I see what he's saying about Gal Gadot. You know, a lot of people are still saying it. Um, but have you seen the Wonder Woman trailer? I'm waiting to see the movie. I learned not to hype up my DC expectations. Let me tell you, if if he would have if he wrote this without seeing the Wonder Woman trailer, then watch the Wonder Woman trailer, Rob, Rob. because she looks amazing. She looks like an Amazonian in that. In Batman vs Superman, not so much. Not till the very end, when we actually saw her in her Wonder Woman stuff. Without that, she just looked like a model, which mm. I ain't complaining. <laughs> um, then he talks about lack of cohesive universe. DCEU films and television are two totally different worlds, and the double casting um, angers many fans. I would not say that's a con. Uh, read his next line. Many of us love. Grant Gustin, and now hate Ezra Miller because we love Grant Gustin. That is 100% true. Yes and no. We When they cast Ezra Miller as Flash, people were up we, in arms. Yes. I was upset with it. He doesn't even look like Grant Gustin. Yeah. Who doesn't even look like Barry Allen. Yes. Let's calm down. Um, I was upset just because, you know, we do love Grant Gustin. However, that would be too confusing to have. Yeah, it, there's pros and cons you know, to, to the shared universe. Like like I said, I preferred not having a shared one between the TV and the movies. Yeah, unfortunately, people are going to compare. Yeah. Um. So his verdict is, neither is perfect, but Marvel at least seems to be moving forward. They make mistakes, learn from them, and adjust accordingly. DC seems to take one step forward and two back, which is heartbreaking. DC has tremendous potential, but with the current people in charge of, in charge of it, the, speaking of DCEU, um, it will never surpass MCU. He says the solution 
is to wrap up the current DCEU and in five years reboot it with Zack Snyder and Jeff with, Johns. Without Zack Snyder. Oh, without, sorry, and Zack and Jeff Johns. I'm going to disagree with that. I am too. You can always you can fix it. It's totally fixable. They need to add color and humor. I'll, I'll yes. say it. Um, not forced humor. Um, natural, natural humor. Natural humor. And I would keep Zack Snyder. Um, I'd keep him as like a creative consultant. Creative consultant and for maybe some visual work. Yeah. Keep keep him on the visual and filmography. Um, directing that I don't understand. Take him off as director. As head of the project. Yes, yeah. but I would still keep him on the project. Um, same with Jeff Johns. Um, I would keep him too. Just limit. I would limit their roles, which I don't think they would go for. But hey, so his vote goes for Marvel. So, so in our part two of our battle royale, goes to Marvel. Goes to Marvel. Yes. So the uh, total, the total winning section is for non-cinematic universe property. Goes to DC. DC. For Cinematic Universe, it is Marvel. Yes. So People are going to think we kind of copped out on that, huh? Yeah, they are. No. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we would love to hear your thoughts and what you guys want in the future um, with all these different properties. And also, we'd love to uh, give a shout-out to Mr. Matt Vanicoro, who set us up with all sorts of new toys. So, if you guys also like the audio quality, make sure you let us know so we can keep tweaking it for you guys and stop dropping things as we're trying to work with all this new equipment. I did hit the microphone stand at once. Yeah, you did. And that was a pen I dropped. I didn't drop any equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with us? Um, you can look us up on Facebook. Just look for The Multiverse Fancast. You'll see our beautiful faces mm. up there as our profile picture. When you're there, you can write on our wall. You can leave some comments on some of the stuff we post. Um, make sure you share whenever we post some of our episodes or even some of the pictures and memes that we do post on there. You can also email us your thoughts at multiversefancast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at MVFancast. And to listen to us on the go, just download us from your iTunes podcast store and from the Satchel Podcast Player app and from Podbean. All right, that about wraps us up. I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>